Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming to you live as we always do at this time. It's a beautiful day in Central California, noon on my time, 2 o'clock, where Will is at, in the Twilight Zone, where Stein's at, all that good stuff. Hope everybody had a great week, great weekend, as we come to you on this 15th of April, 2018. All is good. In the neighborhood, as they say. Hope you guys are enjoying the midweek boxing talk that we had this week. It was pretty good. I enjoyed that. We don't have to essentially have ourselves behind the eight ball anymore. So we can get to what's good. And when Willa asked me this morning what we were going to talk about, well, I was thinking, well, you got... Rod Salker coming back from the dead, even though I don't believe in zombies. But somehow he did come back from selling insurance after Danny Garcia knocked him into another life. We got Triple G trying to fight a man who hasn't fought in two years and not even at middleweight at that. Never fought at middleweight. You got Tyson uh, Tyson Fury out of fat camp. There's only one Tyson Fury. Yeah. And then you got Oscar De La Hoya with some hoes and spatulas up his ass. I was like, man, this is a, well, you know, first and foremost, Oscar De La Hoya, that's a wild cowboy. This is just a strange week in boxing. But then I thought to myself, A.B., Mel Charlo, Tank Davis. Coming up, right around the corner. Because as we know, yesterday, I mean, I've seen boxing fans everywhere. Like, wow, what a boring Saturday. We have absolutely no boxing. But we got a lot of boxing coming up this week. Preview show is what it's going to turn into because Triple G don't deserve. We already touched on him during the week, who we think he's going to fight. Now we got him talking to this bullshit. Tyson Fury don't deserve much, uh, much, much discussion because where's he been at forever? Last time I heard, we were trying to get Vladimir Klitschko to fight Tyson Fury for two years of a standoff. Shit drew, shit went fucking stale real quick. Even though I know Nino and Patty are probably jacking off. Like, oh, Tyson Fury's back. Lose my number. So what we're going to do today is we're going to preview these great fights coming up. 
on the 21st. A whole lot of beef going on on that card. And we got to give Oscar De La Hoya the sick fuck that he deserves this week because <laughs> it's just too funny. But, man, I can't have all the fun by myself. I got to go to my main guy, my main man from Houston, Texas, D. Willow Wilson. How are you doing today? Good, sir. Hopefully everything's all in well in the southern portion of uh, the United States. Oh man! Right now I'm out here in the in the cold Detroit, Michigan area. Cold as hell. Oh shit! Snow on the ground. Uh, snow coming out the sky. So hopefully I'm supposed to be making it back to the crib tomorrow. Hopefully I can get out. We'll see how it goes. But you know, had a good weekend as always. Feeling good. Um, ready to talk about unboxing with you, man. Uh, we will flip the script, so we're not talking about anything. This is going to just be the prediction show to the uh, – I don't know what we're going to call this. Uh, do they have a name for this show? Uh, is that next weekend with uh, Broner, Charlo, and uh, Davis? We're calling it yep. uh, the Paradise or something. I don't know. We need to come up with a name for this one. All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll think of something. Um once we finish up here, we'll come up with something clever because, yeah, like I said, um, <clears throat> the boxing news is what I was telling you about this morning. Um, you know, obviously there were some headlines with uh, Rod Salka wearing his Donald Trump pants or, or trunks and all that. But, yeah, I was like, fuck, the 21st is ready coming up. That's the A.B. Um, Vargas fight. And, um, you know, you got Charlo on there and Tank Davis on there and a whole lot of beef going on with those brothers. So I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, let's get let's, uh, Get that preview coming up and see how everything is. But yeah, Will, I gotta say, man, I wake up, I go on Twitter, and see you talking about some people need to wake me up and see what we're gonna talk about today. But you sound like you're the one who's a little low on energy and need to wake up. Maybe I don't know if they got a Starbucks out there in Detroit, but hey, man, you seem on some low energy. What was you doing last night? Oh no, 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 my energy level is high. You know, but I but I am too. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just chilling right now, doing my thing. Um, yeah, I feel good, man. Trust me, trust me. We're getting into it. You know, I'm just you just flipped the script on it, so I just had to you know sit back and re recruit, see what I was going to talk about. You know, make sure I had some good info, some good knowledge. So that's that was it. I was just eternally doing some thinking, man. That's all that was, man. The energy will be here. The energy is here. I'm not tired, bro. I'm just relaxing, man. I'm on this good, uh, uh, this this good um, doobie sweet. So I'll just be chilling. All right, cool, cool. Well, we all right, we all right. Well, let's just um before we do the preview, let's talk about this little asshole who got stopped in the sixth round earlier this week because we didn't get to touch on it, but being that it happened on Thursday, um, Rod Soccer. You know, everybody had him as a uh, sympathetical figure when Danny Garcia knocked him the fuck out back a few years ago. And they're like, oh, Danny Garcia fought um, the 88th ranked guy in the division, or not even in the division, in a division lower than him. And, like, you know, you you had Suge Green at the time on OTG talking about how Rod Sucker's a fucking hero. And, hey, you can see why he liked Rod (laughs) Sucker, what he was wearing. 
Um, but yeah, you had people that were all in love with Rod Salkin, like, oh, what a brave dude, you know, he, she, she shouldn't have fought Danny Garcia. And then you got this little fucking asshole, True Colors, coming out. And by the colors being the blue trunks with the wall depicted on them and saying America first at the waistline. Fought a Mexican Olympian in Francisco El Bandido Vargas, who had a good run a few years ago. You know, he was in fight of the year uh, two years ago. And uh, a guy that just took too much damage from my liking, so I knew he was going to fall off the way he did. But Oscar De La Hoya, being the promoter that he is, sold this fight as Rod Salk is a game fighter who's involved in fan-friendly affairs and got him a pick-me-up match against Francisco Vargas from Mexico City. Now Rod Salk comes out wearing these trunks and pretty sure El Bandido no habla inglés, pero he could see what the fuck that depiction was on his trunks. So, he beats the shit out Rod Salkin, dropping him in the later rounds of the fight, and Rod Salkin quits on his stool. Now, I've never been a big Francisco Vargas fan, but on that night, oh, I was hoping to see Rod, uh, Rod Salkin uh, get some English on his head like what Danny did to him. You see Danny Garcia post afterwards the day after saying, oh, now y'all happy about that knockout, huh? Because <laughs> Rod Salka went and turned completely heel on everybody by bringing – I mean, boxing's already full of politics as it is. We don't need no fucking political statement as far as the Trumpy Dumpies of the world. But he did against a Mexican, um, and I, I'm pretty sure – Everybody who's with the green, white, and red flag was enjoying that shit. Because Rob Salka, uh, even though I'm sure there's a lot of Trump supporters out there, I mean, the man did win the presidential election. I don't know how many Trump fans are actually boxing fans. So he might have had some support from them, but not a whole lot. Let's face it. White guys are in the minority of boxing. Like Floyd said, shit, blacks and Latinos run boxing. White guys had to go make their own sport. That's why they got that thing that Dana White does. They had to go do something else. They can't kick it here. Not too many white fighters in the game. And I'm no racist. People accuse me of being a racist towards white people. But how is that? Without white men, there is no white women. So I appreciate it much respect but i enjoyed the fucking knockout well i mean the 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 stoppage he quit on his stool had a nice little lump under his eye i just wish we could have seen him look up at the lights but the motherfucker might be back to selling insurance again because he ain't trying to get in there with nobody maybe he just needed a little bit of money and uh oscar de la hoya is that guy to get you a little bit of money so uh willa did you see this fight because i was watching it from uh from the little hookup you gave me on my phone because I was uh, out and about that day but uh, came in clutch and I was like what is he wearing? I was like wow get his ass Vargas and he got his ass did you see the fight Will and what were your thoughts on it my man? Oh yeah I was uh, I forgot all about it um, really I thought it was on Saturday I mean on Friday 
So uh, somebody hit me, I think, on Twitter. Something said, hey, y'all see this, you see this guy's shorts out here? I'm like, oh, yeah, the fight. So I turn it on. This guy's soccer has the wall shorts. Um, I don't know what, what he was thinking. Um yeah, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I guess he was trying to get fans, but you don't get fans by taking an ass whooping like that. You know, just took a beating. Um, you wanted to see him go out go out on um on, you know, on the mat. But I think this is better, you know, for guys like that, for guys that are out here trying to prove a point, I think it's better that you prove a point. You know, knocking somebody out, you know, they always say, like you said, I think you said it last week. Or maybe if I didn't get hit by this shot, I could do something, uh, you know. But I want to see, you know, I, I I like seeing him have to give up, have to admit to everybody that he was done. You know, that's better. That's what he gets. Um, that was pretty dumb. You know, I mean, it wouldn't have been dumb if he was a good fighter. You know, that it would also, you know, if he was a good fighter, a good white guy that could fight and he was going to win and he did this, even though I'm, I don't feel it, that might have been a smart move, you know, try to get those people to come in, try to get a new fandom. You're Rob Salka. You know, you don't have too many fans as it is. So maybe if he was good, but he got out there. If I'm Donald Trump, if anybody even brings this up, I'm calling it fake news. I don't want to, if I'm a Trump supporter, I don't want to be associated with anything. Uh, Rob Salka was representing, I was talking about, he gave these guys a black eye, uh, and I loved it. I loved, I loved seeing him get his ass looked like that, especially, especially when he brought out the foolie ass pants. So America first, I do feel that America first, but the wall, you know, come on now. Hey, you going to get some Mexicans? Come on. He got what he deserved, man. <laughs> yeah, the nerve of this little guy. Um, you know, part of me, had that little suspicion, eyebrow raised, like, yeah, maybe Oscar De La Hoya uh, turned him on to the idea just to, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is the kind of guy who wouldn't mind any kind of racism towards Mexicans as long as it's selling the fight, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe he really is a Trump supporter and don't like Mexicans or immigrants for that matter. But, I mean, I just thought maybe, I mean, I mean, it's uh, we, we mentioned this multiple times that boxing is, you know, a lot of it, and probably most of it, is built off racism. Not, uh, not racism in that way, but off of uh, off of race and what you can do with it. You know, um, shit. Floyd Mayweather, not a racist guy at all, but you know, every time he would have to fight on Cinco de Mayo, he's trying to fight a Mexican. Adrian Broner, trying to fight him. I mean, you know, fighting Mexicans and all that shit. Like, yeah, they know how to work it for sure. So maybe Rod Saka. Um, was turned on to the idea by Oscar or maybe not. I don't know. But um whatever, whatever, I could uh I could definitely see how this would uh make headlines if he's trying to make headlines for sure. So all in all, if you wanted to get some extra media publicity and uh get people talking, you did. But you should have looked better and not get your ass whooped for six rounds and quit on your stool. So, Rob Salga, if Keith Thurman ain't ready to fight Danny Garcia, let's make it happen. DSG, Salga 2, the ultimate rematch. Because <laughs> I want to see him get knocked out again. But, yeah, Rob Salga, you know, uh, you know, it is what it is. I can't, I can't, 
knock the guy so much slow, but it, it, it's whatever. Uh, but let's get to this card. Fuck Rod Soccer. You got Javante Davis, Jamal Charlo, Adrian Brown are all on the same card, and really a lot of beef going on, like we mentioned. Charlo talking about he's Adrian Broner's bad luck charm on his card. He don't want to be on his card. Every time he's on his card, he loses. He's going to lift Javante Davis up by his nostrils. Tank Davis saying that, you know, this coat got these guys feeling invincible. All in all, Adrian Broner, normally a loud guy, hasn't said nothing. Maybe he's taking the high road. Maybe not. Maybe you don't want no smoke with the Charlos. Maybe not. But extra security will be on display at the Barclays Center because of the crews involved with this whole situation. Hopefully fighters just focus on the task at hand. Because starting with Javante Davis, you know, fighting Jesus Marcelo Andres Kular, 28 victories, two knockouts, or two losses, I'm sorry, 21 knockouts, two losses. Um, it's a setup fight for a, a big showdown announced by Floyd Mayweather with Vasil Lomachenko. So Davis gets this fight, should take care of business, because Tank, when he looks good, he looks really good. Had issues making weight, said he's not having no problems this time around. That remains to be seen. We'll check it out. But big fight for Tank as far as what lies ahead, because a fight with Lomachenko, everybody's just absolutely counting him out right now. But it'll be a nice payday. And it'll be a clash between some of the top guys in the division with Basile being the top guy at the division and Tank Davis lingering around the three or four range. So it's a fight that fans, hell yeah, they want to see. Floyd Mayweather might be throwing him to the Sharks for being, you know, King Petty, as he always is. And nonetheless, Devontae Davis, Fighting an Argentinian, another midget, stop Paul, but Jesus Marcelo Andres Cular should be up for a big upset if these guys don't have their mind in the right place. Especially Tank Davis, he's got them Twitter fingers, man. He likes to be talking. But Willa, this is obviously a showcase fight. But if we had to make some predictions. Um, Javante Davis got to look good, man. He got to look good leading up to a fight with Phil Lomachenko. He can't be missing weight and, you know, getting some bullshit stoppage or uh, or even going to the cards if it comes to that. Um, I haven't seen Javante Davis be on the top of his level, like top peak level. You know, the guy obviously missing weight when he was on the undercard of Floyd Mayweather against McGregor. Still look good. But if my man's in perfect shape, Hank knows how to throw them hands, man. And like I said, when he looks good, he looks good. Um, predictions on this fight, Will. Man, I think this is, uh, you know, this isn't as a, uh, it's going to be as easy of a fight as, we think, or as you're thinking, you know, this guy uh, is a former champion himself. Did a split decision. His last, his last fight. Now, 
take this, it was two years ago, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago. So it was against uh, Mares, right, for a split decision. So, you know, this guy isn't isn't horrible. Uh, Javante Davis, this isn't, you know, this should be some some good work for him. You know, like I said, he fought two years ago. I don't really – I sort of remember fighting Abner, Abner Mares, uh but losing that belt, but I, I don't really I'm, – I'm not 100% sure on it. But uh, I've seen uh, – yeah, this should be should be an all right fight. Uh, if he doesn't knock him out, then he just doesn't knock him out. He just needs to look good. This guy's a former world champion, uh, legit fighter. So uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, a bad fight. We'll see. We'll see how good Javante Davis is. This will be another uh, another step up. You know, if he makes easy work with this guy, then he, he should be ready for Lomachenko. Uh, if he doesn't, he's not going to be looking too good. So, But we'll see. I'm not that excited about it, but I think it'll be all right. Like, and I'll, but I guess my pick would be uh, Javante Davis um, by decision. Yeah, for sure. No, um, I think that's why I was a little bit kind of not worried for D- Davis. I just want him to look good, but I'm I just hope his head's in the right place and he can do what needs to be done. Because yeah, I mean, going against a former world champion, these guys don't grow on trees, and they got a little bit more grit and determination than guys that haven't been proven on that world level. So, regardless of what people want to say, um, like I said, world champions don't grow on trees. So hopefully, Tank Davis looks good. I want to see Tank Davis. Uh, Hopefully drop him and then emulate how the guys are on the ground like he did last time. <laughs> he's he's a he's a good showman for that. But um, yeah, if I, I if I had to make a prediction, um, I would think that uh, Tank Davis would uh, get this one by. I would say maybe a a, a ninth round TKO. He ain't gonna sleep him. But he's going to put some hands on him. And like I said, with the, um, I'm sure the official will get the heads up in the back. Like, you know what we got coming up, right? Vasil Lomachenko, Javante Davis. So if he gets this guy in the corner, gets him on the ropes, and puts a couple bombs on him, you know, I got a briefcase for you in the back. Stop it early. Somebody see something like that coming up. Because the agenda of boxing can never be forgotten about especially when one Floyd Money Mayweather is involved. Money talks. And those briefcases get walked to you, man. Um, but uh, next fight on the car, the bully himself, your boy, Willa, the guy who's be uh, lifting dudes up by the nostrils, talking all that shit about two midgets until – you know, big Jacobs comes around. He's like Debo. Things change. But, no, I like Charlo, man. I like Jamal Charlo and Jamel. These dudes always be so hype, and their their highlight film speaks for itself. Been keeping up on what they look like in camp. Lions only. Looking like beasts in there, man. They've been having um, – they've been doing some work, man, you know. I don't know 
where Tank gets his information from, but if these guys are doing something, it's definitely not holding them back in the gym like Davis gets held back sometimes having issues making weight. But uh, nonetheless, man, Jamal Charlo looking like a beast in camp and um, just looks like a dangerous man when he's on his shit. Now, I know he's been out partying at the same time. But when you're a young guy, you got to go out and have a little bit of fun. I'm never a, I'm never a um, officer policing the fun from anybody. So as long as they working, why not go out and have a good time? But who goes Centennial Jr.? He's always been game, and he's been working real hard minus the party. 26 victories, only one defeat. Interim WBC World Middleweight title at stake. Interim. But you got a guy that's working with no play, and you got another guy that's working. We're still going out a little bit. But at the same time, we're going to find out because as good as the Charlos have been, both of them, they haven't had that upper echelon step up in competition. I understand why people are big on the Charlos. You know, myself, I think that they're really good. But we just got to see when it comes to uh, the big boys, the uh, top guys in the division, 100%. And then, shit, if they if they continue to do what they've been doing, they shut me the fuck up, and not only me, a lot of other people. I'm not hating on the guys. I'm just saying, you know, I want to see them against some good comp and look the way they've been looking. But this fight with Hugo Centennial Jr., tough customer, 100%. Jamal Charlo. Gonna make some big money, man. He's trying to get them M's like Jacobs. Put this boy out. We've seen that this guy don't have to cock back a shot and throw a wilder bomb. He could just stick to the textbook and put somebody to sleep, or at least the guys he's been in the ring with to sleep. But, Willa, how you feeling about your man putting Houston, Texas on the boxing map for the WBC Interim Middleweight Championship this weekend against Hugo Centennial Jr.? Oh, man. Feeling good about this fight. Uh, Centennial Jr., uh, uh, 26-1. You know, he got knocked out by some guy never heard of, Masse Suliki. I guess this is an up-and-coming cat. He's 22-0. and 0, So so he got he, he got knocked out by this guy who has 10 knockouts. So his chin is sort of – it looks like his chin is, isn't really there. Um, he had a no contest against Julian, uh, Julian Williams, J-Rock. So hey, this should be easy work, uh, nice showcase fight. Uh, for the people, and so he can build up a name, build up his resume in the middleweight division, and start making some noise. So you know, get this one out the way. Like you said, you got some M's on deck. He's trying to M up. So you know, this is us uh, one of his first steps to making that happen. So, uh, so yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, should be a good stoppage, probably around the fourth or fifth. Something crazy, uh, TKO of the year, uh, not TKO, KO of the year, 
candidate. So be looking for something special from H-Town. You know how we always do it. Much love to Big Molly, Mal Charlo, and, uh, yeah, RIP to uh, Centennial Jr. because he's going to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the hunt for the M, and them lions hungry, man. So uh, Centennial might just be a, a, a plate of food in the ring with Jamal Charlo. Um I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I definitely got this one being a stoppage and not by any kind of assistance from the official like I'm predicting with the Devontae Davis fight because uh, I'm pretty sure when Centennial goes down in this fight, there's no need for a standing eight count. A man's going to get them hands waved by the refs. And uh, I think it'll be early um, as well, man, uh, if he just touches this guy a little bit. I mean, unless Centennial Jr. tries to make it a boxing match and stays out of range, uh, even then I think he still only survives for as long as he can, being somewhere in the middle rounds, about eight or something like that. Because, you know, legit, man, you can't teach him. The Charlos definitely have power. Um, supposedly, Jamel has, you know, I think – three to four or five percent more power than Jamal. (laughs) So uh, I don't know how these twins work like that. They know each other more so than anybody else. But I don't know who's the stronger guy. But if you put up the film on them, these boys both got pop. Uh, You were there at the workout they had, and I'm sure you could hear that pop on the bag. And, um, you know, it, it probably sounded as loud as I hit when I'm at the gym punching the heavy bag. So pretty sure. It was it was impressive, <laughs> but um, nah nah nah. But them guys got power, man. And um, you know, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. So uh, I expect to see if Centennial tries to bang with Charlo. I expect to see a three to four round stoppage. But if he makes it a boxing match with them, my man can't survive more than eight. Um, and uh, let me pull a Willa moment real quick. I did say that I don't see the Rod Salka fight going past six rounds. And it didn't. So let's see if I can continue my one-week streak of being correct (laughs) Uh, in this shit. But I got it going early. And if it gets difficult, I'm going to get into the late-round stoppage. So about the – or not even late, a little mid, around the eighth. So, But I'm pulling for the Charlos, man, because, you know, I, I hear the whispers. I'll be I'll be uh, snooping around on Twitter, seeing what people are saying. And there's a, a majority. A little candy. Hey, when you're at the top of your game, a little candy ain't gonna ain't gonna derail your ship, dog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, you'll be all right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't look at it as anything bad like that. I mean, it's just a little bit of fun. Ain't nothing wrong with fun. Shit. And uh, like like we were talking about uh, off air. Um, how the Charlos and, and uh, Lara are homies, you know, <laughs> they might have been getting that good Cuba coming through from the homie Arizona Lara. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> hey, as long as they doing, as long as they doing what they're doing, they don't have, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, ain't nothing looking broke besides the opponents that are stepping in the ring with the Charlo twins. So hopefully they keep it up, man, because they're good for the sport. You know what I mean? Um, For whatever reason, as we go back to race in boxing, fans have the perception, casual fans, 
people who don't really follow um, are are balls deep in in boxing like we is, but you know they 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 see a black fighter and think that oh he must be off his back foot Mayweather style. They see a Mexican fighter oh he must be a come forward rock'em sock'em fighter. Not always the case. Um, my man's Benavidez is a fucking technician as a Mexican fighter. Very rare to see a fighter like that have technician skills. And the Charlos, smart fighters with that one-punch knockout power that could shut your lights out. The perspective will be changed from fighters in boxing moving along in the future, man, for real. And, um, well, one guy who ain't changed nobody's perception because we've been seeing what this guy's been doing for the last couple of years. I don't know how many chances I gave Adrian Broner of becoming a new man and turning over another leaf. But I'm from the old school, Willa. I ain't like these young millennials who hop from band huh? or uh, unattached their huh? hitch from one wagon to the other. I realized Adrian what? Broner. I'm saying I'm saying I realized Adrian Broner wasn't that guy that I thought he was. No, what did you say before that? Hold on, hold on. Oh, I was you saying said you don't do what? Unhitching my sure wagon. Right. Yeah, I don't unhitch my wagon attached to 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 the trailer. Oh. Week in and week oh, okay. out. Oh, okay. Compared oh, okay. To else. Because because uh, I think like on. On Wednesday, there was a Wednesday or, uh, you know, Wednesday that you, you text me something about uh, the Thunder. And then, like, the, the Thursday, you text me something about the Kings. So, you know, if that's not hitching your wagon, you know, two times a week, I don't know what is. But, okay, yeah, I just want to make sure make sure that uh, uh-uh. I heard that. Uh-uh. Nah. Uh, Kings fan. Huh? To the death of me. I'm a Kings fan to the death of me, man. We oh, got the oh, longest okay. playoff drought in NBA active today with 12 seasons without making the playoffs. It's been rough. Mm. It ain't going nowhere. Mm. It's been rough. Mm. I ain't going nowhere, though. Mm-hmm. But I still, yeah. got my, okay, see. I still got my boys in the league. My boys in the league that I support. <sighs> I like Carmelo hey. since Denver. See, when you have a – when you're a real fan and a real team, you only got you got your team. That's it. I'm not supporting anybody else because we talking about winning chips. You see what I'm saying? You supporting other and niggas, other niggas' teams. So get out of here, Hey, let's get back. To, I just want to make I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. You know, we always like the off. Hey, James Harden got to be shaking in his boots right now. Referees. No. No plan B. He Ain't nobody worried oh, about man. that. These Ralphs ain't calling nothing on But no, it don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah, easy work. Yeah, let's yeah. Get, let's get back to boxing. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to everybody boxing. Everybody knew. Nice, nice swinging the, 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 swinging the, the trailer off the, up the fucking rails real quick, Willard. But I was saying, yeah, I was even though Adrian Broner isn't that guy that he was supposed trailer. to be or was put apart to be, whatever it may be, for A-B, I still support the guy. Still want to see him have success. I don't tear brothers down like some people. And I hope Adrian Broner can put it together. And I don't know how many times I said this, 
but just put it together and put in the work. Don't fight like Floyd Mayweather. Fight like Adrian Broner. Be who you are because, you know, Floyd, you pop shot dude his way to victory. And what Adrian Broner has been trying to do at the age of 40-plus, man, I mean, you know, his later part of his career, old man fighting like that. That's Floyd Mayweather. He need to fight like pretty boy Floyd Mayweather and make it a dog fight. And let them hands go, man. Because when he let them hands go after getting in trouble for for holding so much against Sean Porter, we all seen what happened. Let his hands go, he could do some damage. But nonetheless, man, he's in there with a Mexican fighter training out the Mayweather gym and Jesse Vargas, who, hey, man, everyone who wants to say I always got shit to talk about Mexicans, look up the archives. I ain't never had a bad thing to say about Jesse Vargas. I like that kid, man. You you got some dog in you, man. If you're getting taxed by Tim Bradley, and 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 that's not saying like, oh wow, he's getting whooped by Tim Bradley. Tim Bradley's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, 100. percent But Marquez, after Marquez knocked out Pacquiao, Tim Bradley deserves his respect in boxing, even though he is an Uncle Tom, you know. Um, but Nonetheless, oh, my gosh, this Milwaukee Boston game is crazy. Um, yo, nonetheless, though, Jesse Vargas, to get washed by Bradley with the final, I mean, what, 20 seconds of the 12th round and to to stop money, or not, I mean, not stop him, that's what the ref thought, but to just put Queer Street. Tim Bradley, I mean, the guy who's been known for having one of the hardest heads in boxing to take some good shots, to have that that life in him after getting washed for the whole fight, you got some dog in you right there, man. And Jesse Vargas, you know, yeah, he did get dropped by Pacquiao, but still hung in there for the 12th and did okay. He's a big kid, an active kid, and, you know, he can do some things, man. He definitely can. Uh, I like Jesse Vargas. Don't have much bad to say about the kid. And honestly, then as a replacement for Omar drinking and driving Figueroa, bitch ass. I was like, man, this fight just got harder for Broner, man. This is a a tougher fight than Omar Figueroa's sorry ass. Because Omar Figueroa's garbage. But he was still a game fighter. He can make some things happen. I obviously have my opinions on him because of confrontations me and him have had. Him being the smaller man in those confrontations. <laughs> but Jesse Vargas, Adrian Broner, Matt Willis, I'm an AB fan. Even though I know he ain't as good as they said he would be. But the guy's still got talent. He's got God-given talent that if you gave Adrian Broner's talent as far as hand speed to uh, fighters who, you know, let's say um, guys who just have a great work regimen and they're way off without having talent but putting in hard work, you'd have a hell of a fighter. You know, if you could uh, combine Danny Garcia's lifestyle, not drinking and 
and doing all that other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, Danny Garcia, he's a, he's a B fighter, but his work ethic makes him a B-plus fighter. He puts in the time in the gym and he don't fuck around. He's a family man and puts in the work when it's time to put in the work. But if he had, let's say, hand speed like a guy like Adrian Bronner, well, Rod Salkin might have got a lot earlier than he did. But Adrian Broner, given God-given talent, running into the law on numerous occasions, numerous occasions, being shot at, thinking it was music playing, dancing, or he's getting shot at, driving to Kentucky where he had a warrant for his arrest, and just so much shit going on with Broner, man. Like, the guy is just, he's a roller coaster, man. Because he can, he can put on his grown-up media persona when he wants to talk about doing good things in life and being a good guy and his family. And you're like, wow, you know, fucking Broner might be turning it around. He might, he might be, you know, trying to be that guy that he should have been his whole career. But then he goes back to getting in trouble again, getting in trouble again, getting in trouble again. Yes. I like Adrian Broner a lot, Willa, but it's going to be hard-pressed for me to say convincingly that he's going to win this fight against Jesse Vargas. I think, like, I'm not even going to hold back. If I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. But I got Jesse Vargas by United just Saturday coming up, Willa. How you seen this fight go down, man? Uh, yeah, RC, I'm with – I get your sentiments uh, 100%. 100%. Broner is like that cousin that you have that that you love, and uh, you know. But he might have stole something from you once. He might be on drugs. You know, he's always fucking up. But but you love him, so you're gonna always root for him, even though deep down inside, you know, he's probably gonna fuck up again. And that's what Broner is to me. I am a Broner fan, and I'll always be a Broner fan. I'll be down on them sometimes. I'm up on them sometimes. But most of the time, it's the same story. Uh, I want to see him do good. I believe in the hype, uh, wanting to believe the hype and believe in it. And, you know, just to be, you know, just for him to get in trouble. You know, losing to Mikey Garcia, I mean, that is what it is. That's not – Mikey Garcia is the top three in the game. Bonus should be one of those guys, but, you know, he might not have that in him, you know. So I'm not mad at that. He could beat this guy, um, and I think he will. And I'm going to, you know, I'm just I'm voting for him, and I'm going for him because that's what I always do. Uh, a decision going his way, um, maybe a split decision for Broner, but I think he could do it. Like you said, he's been real quiet this count. Uh, you know, there every, like I said, you always want to believe. So you believe there could, there's always that chance that, he grows up and he accepts responsibility, you know, uh, to the most part, you know, you know, so like you said, he's been quiet. There's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of beefing going on about this. His name has been shot out there, but we haven't been even, we really haven't heard anything from him, you know, so maybe he's chilling, cooling back. Maybe he's learned, you know, that doesn't mean, that he's going to be him learning means he could beat Mikey Garcia. I think we're at the point where we can be honest that he might not be able to, he might not be of that 
echelon fighter, but he could be one step down, you know, uh, one notch below. So uh, Vargas, our good fighter, like you said, he's a true warrior out there just getting worked, coming back, doing what he needs to do, at least trying to. So should be a good fight. Uh, overall, a good card. Uh, but I see I'm going with Broner for the, with the split decision win, with the decision win. So I'm going to ride with Broner until, 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 I don't know, until we'll see. But this, yeah, Vargas isn't, isn't of that level at, at, at Broner's best. He beats them easily. Uh, so I see a good, good fight. And if he throws his hands, once he learns how to throw his hands, that'll make the game a lot easier for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, Bronner's power has been questionable ever since he moved up in weight. But, I mean, he did – he was the the one guy that was able to drop Sean Porter in his career. And, um, you know, Vargas has been rocked by Tim Bradley, who doesn't have no power. He got dropped by Manny Pacquiao, old Manny Pacquiao, who hasn't had no power. So, Broner, there is a chance where he can make the show that flash again where, you know, he could he could possibly, I mean, shit, I mean, I, like say, saying that he can upset Vargas is, is kind of how far Broner's career has fell down because he would definitely be the favorite in this fight if he was, you know, that Broner from – earlier in his career and and um it's just the the lifestyle that this man lives you know he's he's had a um he's had a hell of a ride and he likes to have fun and he likes to spend it and i get it man you know he um like he said he he's a guy who came from nothing and you know talking about watering cornflakes man and guys who who grew up not having much get that bank account and you start to see the world in a different perspective a different light man and you know shit Things could happen. So don't give me Broner's bank account. I might not show up here today at 12 o'clock. I might still be asleep, <laughs> you know, or or whatever. But um, Broner's shown that he's uh, um, he's got the mannerism of, you know, being a real dude and, you know, living by a certain code from what he was raised on in the streets. Broner's uh, um a guy that, I mean, I, I like Broner for, you know, ever since I've seen him first step in the ring, and I never got the the uh, idea that he was a, a a crooked, dirty snake dude like, say, a uh, D'Angelo Russell videotaping Nick Young talking about being with other hoes and getting his whole game fucked up with Iggy Isaiah. I don't never get that, that perception of Adrian Broner. Never see him being on some snake shit. And, you know, he was the guy who tried to show show the Charlos love and, and show them how this boxing game works. And, you know, young guys just, you know, who knows what happened. There might be something going on there why this whole thing came out with them. But Adrian Braun has been quiet, got himself a new trainer. And, you know, here we are again saying, can Adrian Broner, you know, turn it around? But as much shit as the Charlos were talking Jamal Charlo was correct about one specific thing. That if Adrian Broner loses this fight, he's deleted. Because it might come to that, man, where he's just going to be a gatekeeper, 
going to be tough for him to headline fights, even though, even though Broner, with the losses he has, look up the numbers on the Nielsen ratings. He's still getting about 800,000 views in these fights. You know, that's pretty fucking good, given the fact that when Anthony Joshua fights on American televised networks, he's only getting about 200, 300 at the most. But Adrian Broner, he's one of the biggest stars in boxing. He's out there, you know. People know who he is, and he, he does numbers, you know. So um, strange for us to be saying, like, a guy possibly losing a fight being deleted turned to a mid-card fighter still puts up these, these ridiculous numbers as far as the viewership. So... Hope, hope for the best for Adrian Broner. I hope you're right, and they do go to the scorecards having a close fight and and uh, giving Adrian Broner his rub because another loss doesn't do much for Jesse Vargas. He can still make some good money and do some big fights in boxing. But another loss for Adrian Broner, for Jesse Vargas, yeah. it wouldn't look good, bro. But, I, I mean – I'm just going off the track record of Adrian Broner in big fights. And in big fights, he's turned into Adrian Harden. (laughs) Sorry, Will, I had to throw that one for you. But he hasn't shown up in big fights, man. So he's got nobody to blame but himself. And um, if he turns this one around, I will be the happiest person to be wrong coming on the show Wednesday, or um, next week, I'm sorry, next Sunday. So hopefully Adrian Broner could get it going, but it's hard to go against what we've been seeing given the track record and lackluster performances of Broner when he's in a big fight because, like I said, he tries to fight like the old Mayweather when he should be trying to fight like a young Mayweather. People forget how nasty Pretty Boy Floyd used to be. Everybody that watched boxing as of recent, they only know money. Exactly. They only know money Mayweather. They don't know about Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty Boy Floyd was a killer. But um, let's get to the next topic that was making some waves earlier in the week. Your man, Willer. Oscar De La Hoya. Whose man is this? My dude's getting, like, oh, man. Oscar De La Hoya, given the track record, talking about track record of Adrian Broner, normally people would dismiss this kind of thing if it was brought about for anybody. But given Oscar De La Hoya's track record, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's some shit De La Hoya would do. Yeah, that's some shit he would do. Because my man's is, uh, in fishnets and shit back in the day, poked out, wearing wigs, wearing heels. <laughs> the wild cowboy, man. I don't give a damn how good a woman looks. She ain't going to get me in no high heels, fishnets, and a wig, man. Will I tell you, my personal opinion for TBE Amber Hayes from Miami, Florida, That's a goddess to me, but I ain't never going to get in no goddamn stocking 
high heels, wig, posing pictures like a hoe. Like, that's not me, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oscar De La Hoya has been on the record for that for a very long time. And now, messing with two, I mean, <sighs> messing with two shortstops about 19 and 20 years old off a dating site, which, why the fuck is Oscar De La Hoya on a dating site in the first place? I don't know. But supposedly, allegedly, probably with some validity to the story, Oscar De La Hoya, freak shit, having sex with kitchen utensils, freaked these girls out and made them say, you know what, Oscar, we're just going to leave because this is kind of weird. (laughs) Um, I don't know if uh, what kind of utensils you can perform on yourself with or whatnot, but... um, Oscar being Oscar And they're saying that they want a certain amount of money I believe Around 2 million To shut them up 2 million is a lot of money for two young hosts So Oscar De La Hoya This is not the first time He's been in this ballpark He thought he'd learned his lesson Man went to rehab didn't make it to the Canelo Khan fight because he was in rehab. Oscar De La Hoya has got some demons in him. He's a sick man if he's sticking spatulas up his ass. I don't know. All allegedly. But a promoter of Golden Boy, the promoter of the face of the fight game, Saul Clambutero Alvarez, is getting caught with news headlines of this sort, and it leaves crazy question marks for me because, one, why are you messing with chicks on a dating site, as we said? Terrible. Two, kitchen utensils? And three, just don't. Well, what I mean, if you were appointed a shrink for Oscar De La Hoya, what kind of advice could you, could you give this man? Because like I said, don't give me a certain guy's bank account. And I know Oscar's got some M's in there. I mean, it must just be too hard to pass up. I've been saying it for weeks. We need the we need the um, the Rick James soundbite. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. What's up with Oscar Willa and when I showed you this shit, I couldn't stop laughing when I seen it because this is such an Oscar. This is such an Oscar thing that I mean, as soon as I seen, it, I was like, yeah, ain't no allegedly to this shit because that's Oscar De La Hoya at his wild cowboy most. D. Willis, what did you think when you seen this? This uh, Oscar De La Hoya fiasco of him, you know, wild cowboy for the night. Man, if y'all, if people don't know, uh, De La Hoya is one of my favorite boxers, probably is my favorite boxer. So I could care less what this fool is doing in his own bedroom. You know, if I'm somebody that's talking to him, I'm asking him, why are you, 
why are you getting so high and wasted that you're letting these chicks take pictures and videos of you, daughter? Like, what are you doing? If that's his thing, that's his thing. You know, I was watching uh, this Chris Rock thing. He he explained it very well. You know, when we first started looking at the internet porn, you know, you see it, you see some bread, somebody getting knocked down. Hey, that's that's all you needed, right? That's all you need. That that was maybe five years ago, ten years ago. Now you need something extra special, extra nasty, just to you know to get get to that same feeling <laughs> because you know because you're addicted, you know. And that's and that's something that's going on with De La Hoya. He's been fucking all these hoes, you know. He's at the point where he's trying to do some crazy stuff, you know. Next thing you know, he might be one of those guys that that like put tie the tie the tie around their neck and like get choked while while the girl's beating them off like that one guy that died, <laughs> you know. You know, who knows what's going on? I don't really care. I don't give a shit about this man. You know, this guy's doing the fool. Uh, he's doing the full. Uh, he is with chicks. These are two chicks. Uh, I didn't get to see them, so I guess you said they didn't look too good. But uh, two chicks. He's doing his own thing. I don't really care. I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't really care. It's funny. He ought to be, you know, he ought to be ashamed of himself for just getting caught up like that <laughs> by these chicks. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. I'm not tripping. We know we know Oscar's a freak. <laughs> um, yeah, he's on that uh, Uncle Elroy shit when uh, Craig tried to give him his tax notice when he was in the room with Sugar, and you've seen all them things. Yeah, he's on his Uncle Elroy shit. I, I mean, from a promotional standpoint, I'm just like, you you don't see Al Heyman, Bob Arum, Eddie Hearn getting in situations like this, but, hey, man, when Oscar's wild for the night, he's wild for the night and forgets that. Hey, none of those guys have him on now. Let's, let's keep it. None of those guys are Oscar De La Hoya. You just named some bones. We're talking about Oscar De La Hoya. You see what I'm saying? You, talk, you know, people that, that, that all these guys, that means you just named some guys, you say they're not doing they're not getting into these kind of things. That's because they're not getting bitches like Oscar De La Hoya. Trust me. This is Oscar De La Hoya. He's, you know, a, 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 the, one of the main reasons I like Canelo is because he brings the hoes out, right? De La Hoya was one of the original guys that did that. They look, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't know who uh, Hearns is or whatever the guy's name is over there in the UK, but a regular person wouldn't. Regular bitch ain't going to know that, but they know who Oscar De La Hoya is. So let's not or let's not compare what these guys are doing to Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya has been getting bitches for thirty years nonstop. So now, I mean, it's to the point where probably if you're knocking down thousands of women, at one point you're gonna start getting stuff stuck in your ass, man. And, and that's just probably the facts of life. Most people will never get there, so they don't know. You know, most people will never get there, but Oscar De La Hoya is there, man. He's a sex addict, and he's out here letting people <laughs> film him get spatulas and spoons and, uh, and knives. <laughs> Who knows what's going on, man? He's oh, out of line man. with that. That's disgusting, but I don't really care, man. Do your thing. They weren't mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. They, and they weren't me. Yeah, I'm not mad at him, man. I'm not mad at him. Um, 
And I like his style too, not the nasty shit, but the uh, going with the younger chicks. That's you know that's what's up. You you know you get tired of fucking with bitches the same age as you for sure. Um, you know I was messing with this little snowflake from the Bay Area who, who uh, was 20 years old, and um, you know I was the promoter, I was the boss. I was like, yo, hey, these young girls, man, that's where it's at. So I feel you, Oscar. I feel you on that. But ain't nobody doing that wild, buck nasty shit that you want. He just, um, he a little crazy. But, I mean, yeah, you said that he's a golden boy. He ain't doing none of that shit. Eddie Hearn, you know, he be kicking it with AJ. Pretty sure he could pull some hoes. He ain't the, he ain't no old man like Bob Arum or, or Al Hammond. Yeah, he might but be whatever that you want. But Oscar's been doing it for 20 years. 25, 30, 40 years. See what I'm saying? Eddie Hearn just started. Eddie Hearn been pulling pulling for about five years. So his numbers ain't even close. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Oscar is a, a vet when it comes to that shit, but uh, he just gets caught slipping sometimes. That happens. Take your phones away from them hoes next time, Oscar. But um, yeah, it's that easy. Is Janelle on the line with us, or, or um, is she still rocking with us? Yeah, yeah, uh, Janelle's on. Let's see. Well, well, let's take it to Janelle and see what he's got to say about uh, the 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 fights that were coming up this next weekend with uh, Javante Davis, Jamal Charlo, Adrian Broner. Um, and if he wants to talk about this uh, Oscar De La Hoya, aka Uncle Elroy situation. Uh, Janelle, sorry What's to going keep on? you holding this. Uh, sorry to keep you holding, but you know we had to touch on all these subjects and then get everybody's opinions on this shit. So uh, wherever you want to start, my man. But first and foremost, well, hopefully you're doing good today. The, Happy Sunday to you, my man. I'm doing good, money. I got hit my next flight on May 4th in Long Island, so I'm driving home. I'm just prepared for that. Starting off with Adrian Broner. As an Adrian Broner man, he had the talent. He had the talent, but, you know what I mean? I mean, I really felt like for a long time he should have found another corner. In my eyes, he's like a jab Judah. He has all the talent in the world, but that talent has to be molded into something great. And and he had a natural God-given talent to do it. But, you know, so you got to have that right corner. And, uh, and, and, and his corner doesn't seem to be that person because if you notice, Adrian Brunner has been fighting the same fight now that he fought even back at the lighter weight at 130. He's fighting the same exact fight. Nothing's changed. And, and, and to be great, man, you have to, I mean, I mean you, or you fight and you grow. You train and you grow. And you've seen no growth in Adrian Broner. You've seen the same old game in Adrian Broner. And nothing's changed. It's like I said with Jab Judas. Jab Judas, I've been saying, even, even before Jab lost Kazu, I was like, Jab, if, if Jab had the proper corner, like an Emmanuel Stewart or something, this guy could go down as one of the greatest at 140. Because he had a natural given ability, and you've seen it. He had dynamite in both hands, fast and quick, lightning quick, reflexes. But it's like he was winning off of, off of athleticism only. He never had a plan B. It was always a plan A, and if plan A would work for like seven rounds, and after all, it kind of gives out on him, he would just stick and try to stick it out until – on uh, the final bell. He never made adjustments in his career. And uh, Adrian Brown is the same way. And uh, I think that has to contribute to his corner. He really should have found another corner a long time ago because, like like I said, it's the same fight with Broner. 
You know what I'm saying? So if you have a, you know, if you have the blueprint for them, that's basically it. It's like with Mayweather and Hopkins and those guys, there was always adjustments made throughout the career. Uh, they fought numerous ways for the career. You see, at one time, how people thought Floyd couldn't use his legs anymore because he was just walking guys down. And Freddie Rose mentioned, oh, Floyd lost his legs. He's getting old. And then he fought um, uh, the ghost, and he used his legs, and, he, and he was called a runner or something. Because you know he showed different versatility at times. And Brown is fighting the same fight. It's just like, I don't know what to say about that other than say that, hey, this is problem. And um, I think Vargas basically got him. I think Vargas is going to outwork him. Everybody knows that if you keep up the pace on Broner, uh, Broner will fight either defensive or offensive. He's not going to – He's. I mean, at times he's pretty good with his counter at times, but, yeah, you know, you got to pick up the pace on him. If you pick up the pace, man, if he doesn't – he doesn't handle that pressure too well. And Vargas has that. Yeah. Uh, 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 Vargas definitely has that. And that's why I'm leaning towards Vargas for decision. I'm going with Broner. I think it's probably too late to even get a new corner and learn new things. It could be even too late for that. But I hope he, you know what I'm saying? I hope he, you know what I'm saying? I hope he just like, I hope he finds a way to prove me wrong. I really do. I hate to see him go down that kind of path. But he should have had a corner. At one time, maybe we'll see off with the trainer. And, and I think that would be the best thing for his career at that time. I think Mayweather Senior really could have did something with him. You know what I'm saying? Talent is nothing. I mean, talent is one thing, but overall skills and everything. And, and that talent could have been molded in, in something special. Because it's the same wide stance. He drops his hands whenever you swing at him. He drops his hands and, and pull back with his wide stance. Numbers. He's always off balance. That never changed. How could Stranford not fucking um, – I'll get him right about that. And at times, like, actually, his corner was actually afraid of him, it seemed like. And one time he fucking yelled at his corner one time, at, uh, I think it was the Madonna fight, and then they just shut the hell up. You know, a guy like Senior would have smacked him for that shit. And I think Broner needed that. He needed the Aaron Wolf discipline, all that uh, Mayweather Senior discipline. And uh, he doesn't have that there. So it's just like, I just think Vargas is really going to just outwork him. He's going he's, he's gonna to outwork him for 12 rounds, and, He's going to want a comfortable decision. That's my pick on there. Uh, Charlo, for instance, uh, he has this fight coming up. And Charlo, I, I, mean, I think he's in a good position right now. I mean, I mean he's been talking up some shit, uh, making a buzz to himself, and now him and Broner's kind of worn because he feel like, okay, Broner doesn't deserve to have him. And it's kind of good for his marketing um, on that aspect. Uh, are you making Jacob's name? I mentioned uh, Dane Jacob's name. And... And that kind of got him like a little record um, as far as exposure-wise. I uh, mentioned about how he wants Hurd also. And Hurd is another big fight for him. So it's like he has to shine this fight. I think he will shine this fight. And it's going to put him in a very good position. I think he's going to knock the guy out. And I think it's going to put him in a very good position right now in boxing. You know what I mean? It's going to be a very good position for him. And I'm very uh, proud of him for that. Yeah. I, I'm very happy for that. Um, uh, What was that talking about? Oh, the De La Hoya situation. Oh, this guy here, yeah, man. <laughs> he getting fucking national spatulas now. That's crazy, man. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> it makes kind of sense. It makes kind of sense what you were saying, R.C., about how he gets bored of certain things because he banged so many chicks throughout his time. I could understand that. I would say to one aspect, I would say how I can relate to that. After I became kind of like locally famous from fighting MMA uh, locally, I've been banging a lot of chicks and, and I've been doing things as far as with handcuffs I never did when I was younger. I, know, I, thought that, I would never do. 
I never had some shit. And I did that recently because I felt like, okay, I was getting bored of fucking, of, of the same old thing. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Oscar's on a whole other level because he's world recognized. So maybe that could be a problem with him. Like, that could probably be a problem with him, and that's probably why he resorts to these crazy ass shit. But I ain't getting no oh, special on my ass. That's crazy. But I mean, I mean, maybe he got bored of the same old thing and just trying new things or something. I mean, I'm not justifying it. That makes sense about what you said or whatever. But that guy there probably needs some help, man. <laughs> I don't know. He needs some help. But that's another story. I mean, hey, he's just a promoter. That's his personal life. It, it is what it is, man. Yeah, he, he's a wild cowboy for sure. How you feeling about the Javante Davis fight, though? Um, think it's going to be a little bit tougher than what it looks like on paper? Oh, uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I wonder if he's serious about fighting Lomachenko afterwards. Oh, actually, Floyd mentioned that, right? By, by, by how next up position. Yeah, that's what I'm Floyd throwing him to the wolves, I think. I think. I think Floyd probably might just be cashing him out of fight, or probably just. I mean, it, it's probably not. Enough, I'm, I'm, I don't think he'll beat Loma Chico at all. I think Loma will actually box his ears off. But I mean, you know, losing to Loma Chico, it's not like he's gonna get knocked out. So you know, I, I don't think this is a bad move by Floyd. But we don't it, know if he can knock him out. It wouldn't be the end of the day. Hey, Loma Chico has pop. Hey, Loma Chico has no. pop, man. He has pop. Yeah, baby. I mean, pop. Hey, even not. Even not getting knocked out can still hurt you mentally. I mean, the way how Lomachenko actually blows guys out, and mentally, man, you can never be the same fighter again. It's like uh, Joe Kazaki didn't knock out Jeff Lacey, but after that, Lacey was done. Uh, psychologically, he was finished. He was a finished fighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, trash, like, nah, I mean, I, I feel you. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I was just throwing, out a, just throwing it out there. I don't, I I don't think... Nobody was saying he was trash until Joe Kazak gave him a boxing lesson. After that is when they said he was trash. But before that, everybody was oh, baby Tyson, oh, oh, his bitch no. is left hook. Yeah. Oh, oh, Joe Frazier's like left hook. Ah, come on, man. Ain't nobody come was saying he was overrated before. Nobody was. I'm sure you was one of them that's actually his dad wagon back then. Uh-uh. Yeah, I was. I've never been a Lacey fan. Thought he was wet. After, after Kazaki proved it, then you probably thought that, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to give Joe his props. But that's another story. No, 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 no. I know I how you hate him. I, I know you hate him, my boy. I know you hate him, my boy. I know how you hate him. I don't hate him. Nah, you hate on my boy, man. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, man. Hey, I don't Stop hate on him. I just know, you know, Javante Davis, he could fight Lomachenko. Like, imagine if, imagine if Broner, we just talked about Broner. Imagine if that Broner, back in the day, when he was coming up, they said, all right, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to act. We're going to throw you out, and we're going to put you up against somebody, you know, that tests them. And even if you, they still lose, you get that you get that taste early, and, and maybe that turns you around. That makes you get hungrier, you know. Maybe that, you know, they, he could be using that like that. Like I said, if he fights Lomachenko, he'll probably lose uh, pretty bad. But I don't I don't see him getting beat yeah, up. Probably really, he will. You know. It's not, not probably yeah. lose. I mean, or he might catch him and, and put him to sleep. We don't really know about that, but more than likely, I would I have think, him losing. I don't think Davis. I would have him losing. I don't think Davis hit like that. I don't think Davis hit like that. I don't think he hits like that. No, he don't. To put him more to sleep. Yeah. I think Loma has more power he than he does. No, I don't think but that. Like, hey, Crazy. I, I was, uh, and, and also, uh, Loma Chico hit you. That's the game. He's coming. 
because he's so fast, so quick that he needs to have. I mean, I mean, knockouts he got. You talking about him like he he's knocking guys out. He's just making guys quit no from out. their right. No, I know he ha- has knocked some guys out. I'm saying he has more power yeah. than um, uh, Davis does. He has more power than Davis. I believe he does. Mm. But um, I'm, yeah, but that's my intake on these fights coming up. You know, you know, I mean. I wanted Brona to get a corner a long time ago. I said that he should get a corner. And uh, a corner actually put that fear in him. It's that fear, love, respect. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't see that in his corner. I've never seen that in his corner. It's like Brona was out there on his own, it seemed like. That's the way it always seemed. It's like when Mayweather Sr. Uh, trained Mayweather Jr., you know that Mayweather Sr. was the one in control. <laughs> I mean, you saw the game plan. You just knew that, oh, this was a game plan in effect. And he's working it to the team. But with Broner, it's Broner out there working. He's doing everything. And it's like, it's not, I mean, even though it's man-to-man combat, I mean, you still have a corner. I mean, you still have a corner, and that corner uh, um, is a lot. And I just don't see that corner doing anything as far as, like, instilling something in Broner. It was like when Mike was with Custom Model, you saw Mike was with Custom Model. You saw he was with Kevin Rooney. He left those guys, you saw that he was on his own after that. It was obvious. Yeah, I mean, Broner just, and he's one of those guys that need that in his life, and he, and he doesn't have it. And that's why he's on the downslide. And I see him losing this fight. I just don't see him beating Vargas mm-hmm. at all. Sad. Well, I'm riding with him. Sad, but. Huh? You say what? I said, I'm riding with him. I'm the only one. I mean, I'm riding with him, but I'm facing reality as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding with him also, and I hope he does prove me wrong. I want him to prove me wrong. But it's like, hey, man, he's fighting the same fight for the, all of his career. I mean, well, I mean, when he fought Molina, he used he used some footwork and stuff. He used some, uh, used some angles and stuff. But it was still uh, Molina who was basically a flat-footed guy anyway. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just haven't seen that solid uh, discipline in his game. I hope he went out to prove me wrong, but... I just don't see it happening. It is what it is. Yeah, no doubt. He's, uh, <clears throat> you know, 28 years old, and, you know, can an old dog learn new tricks? We don't know. But uh, I'm glad he got a new corner, probably a little too late, because I know how close he was with Mike Stafford, um, you know, taking care of him since he was a child in Cincinnati. So it's hard to, you know, push somebody aside, especially when you're, and such good with them from so far away, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's uh, it's a little crazy. So, but I, I mean, I'm with you though, Janelle. I'm, I'm I'm picking Vargas to win this fight, but I also hope I'm wrong. And hopefully, Adrian Broner can show something to where he can get some momentum built and uh, figure something out as far as the next fight. Because you know, Broner he took fights early in his career that he probably shouldn't have. You know, being with the Marcos Maidana fight. Um, you know, completely leapfrog in 140 and, um, you know, uh, biting off a little too much that he could chew for sure. But, um, you know, that type of shit's just going to happen uh, when, you got, when you're a guy like Bronner and you got so much self-belief in yourself and you got so many yes men around you. And um, he's learned the hard way that you can't have a lot of friends. You should have a lot of acquaintances 
and few friends that, you know, that ride with you 100%. Because like you said, when he lost that fight to Maidana, he wasn't getting as many text messages and phone calls as he used to get. So you know what time it is there. That just happens. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. Um, but hopefully Adrian Broner can put it together. Um, it's just going to be really tough to get up off the hypothetical canvas of a career against a guy like Jesse Vargas, whose game is fucked, um, was uh, hyped earlier in this year with a possible fight with Keith Thurman, yet that didn't happen. He was upset, but he got another good fight for him against a a high-profile guy like Adrian Broner. So um, you know how that goes. And um, it's just uh, just one of those deals, man. This is boxing, so he's got to he got to. If it's going to be somebody to bring the dog out of him and change his style up and and try to get back to where he once was and getting those M's, which I'm sure he'll get another M this fight. But the the, the M could be dropping if he loses this fight. So you know it's going to be it's going to be one of those uh, come to Jesus meetings in this fight with a guy like Jesse Vargas. So. Only Adrian Broner knows what he's got to do. He's been real silent in, uh, amongst this beast that's been going down with this whole card, with the Charlo situation and uh, Javante Davis. So, uh, hey, it's uh, put up or shut up time. But for the most part, Adrian Broner's been shutting up. Now it's just up to him to put up. Um, but, yeah, crazy uh, crazy weekend coming up in boxing, man. Um Hopefully we get a damn good show because, I mean, the way it's looking, we got one, two, three really good fights set up with high-profile type fighters, and we expect to have our popcorn ready for this Saturday. See if these guys could all put it together. But, um, Willa, anything else that we need to cover or you want to touch up on before we get ready to wrap it up and enjoy the rest of this Sunday and the NBA playoffs? Um, no, I think that was it, man. You know, we'll speak on some other stuff on Wednesday, put something together. But, uh, yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, I'm ready to watch these games, um, see what the Rockets got to do late tonight. I don't know why it's so fucking late, but see what these boys doing late tonight. going to be a long night. So, yeah, man, that's it, man. Catch y'all Wednesday on the, uh, old, uh, what is it? O P O B P, O B P. Man, I, mean, I think that's how it is. But yeah, we'll catch y'all yeah, on Wednesday yeah. with that, man. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and uh, listeners, be sure to follow the new Twitter handle that we got at Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Um, Upstart Podcast just got an up, Upstart Twitter account. So uh, yeah, just uh, just Outsiders Boxing. Outsiders Boxing. Our dad is and with the at and uh. Let us know what's good, man. Um, but, yeah, getting ready to chill out, maybe get something to eat, watch the rest of these playoffs, and um, enjoy the Sunday. So hopefully you guys all do. And um, we will be back Wednesday with some more midweek boxing talk for myself, Willa, and Janelle podcast. We'll be back to you sooner rather than later. Y'all enjoy. Have a blessed Sunday. Take care. Make your week start off right tomorrow.
and we'll be back on Wednesday. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, and we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.